0: and use the code PEACE for 15% off today. When our kids are born, we have expectations as to how our family will interact. What we certainly aren't ready for are the struggles we encounter with the people we love the most. We are here for the parent who feels like they've tried it all, for the parent who feels like they have to yell to be heard,
1: for the parent who is tired of timeouts and kids fighting all day. We are here for you.
0: We believe when parents feel supported and heard, they are able to come to parenting more centered. We offer tools to navigate the messiness of life with kids. We are Peace in Parenting.
1: Hey guys, we're back for another episode of the Peace in Parenting podcast. I'm Gemma and I'm here with Michelle. Hi Gemma, how are you? Doing
0: well. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Just hanging in there. (laughs) All we can do. (laughs) Um, What's going well with you?
1: Um, Dan is home and we're going to go on our first date in like three months. (laughs) We got a babysitter. I think we're going to go golfing or just do something outside and it'll be amazing. Oh, so fun. I'm jealous. What's going well for you?
0: um I'm gonna go to the beach this weekend and I haven't been to the beach all summer because it's been closed and open and this and that and so I think I'm gonna try to go way out at the beach and see if I can find a lonely spot by yourself or with children oh by myself
1: yeah (laughs) Uh. Oh. (laughs) Uh 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 oh
0: that'll be so fun yeah it should be fun what are we talking about today Gemma
1: We are going to talk about what behaviors are trying to communicate to us and why reasoning is not the best option.
0: Yeah. So behaviors are indicators that something's going on with our child. It's not that our child's just trying to be a jerk to be a jerk. It's that something has gone awry in their little system and has created an emotion that's driving a behavior. And so we can't always figure out what the emotion is, but we can see that the behavior is telling us, hey, ding, 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 mommy, daddy, I'm not doing well in this moment. And conventional parenting wants to tell us to punish, threaten, bribe, and yell at that behavior. And this new kind of like lawnmower parenting, I like to call it, I've heard it called, likes to reason it, placate it, and explain it. Which also isn't helpful because when we go to the reasoning and placating and explaining, we're really telling our child, let me explain to you why you shouldn't have your feelings, why you shouldn't be upset. Let me tell you what's going on here. I know the toy just broke. Here, let me tell you why. You're frustrated because the toy just broke. And can't you see that the little part fell off here and that's why it's so upsetting? That seems so like innocuous. It seems so logical that we should explain to our child why what has happened is making them upset. However, they're probably not upset about that toy being broken and likely they can see that the toy is broken and they don't need us to explain it. What they really want is for us to hold space for their feelings. So instead of reasoning and placating and explaining to our child, and having them use their words or having them name their feeling, we can really just say, yeah, the toy broke. It's really, I'm really sorry. That was really hard. You're having a hard time with the toy being broken. I know you can't play with it. It's all broken. And just let our child be mad about the toy being broken, as opposed to explaining to them why they're upset. It's hard. I feel like as an adult, that's like
1: the, I told you so reflex, like you can't help but get your two cents in there.
0: Yeah. And I think we, we also, the feelings that are coming are unnerving to us. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you so mad about the broken toy? It's just the broken toy. And so it bothers us and we want the feelings really to go away. And so we think if we explain it to them, then, then they'll start, stop emoting. But the counterintuitive nature of conscious parenting is that we don't want them to stop emoting. We want them to continue to emote. We want them to feel. We want them to actually get mad and upset so that they can start to offload what's bothering them and what's driving the behavior that is obnoxious or annoying or off track. It's an onion, right? We have the behavior, which is hard to deal with. And they have the feelings that are hard to deal with. And if we just let the feelings come out, then the behavior stops too. And I think it's hard for us to do that because no one ever did that for us. And I think because some kids do respond
1: when you explain it, like Caleb's very intelligent. So if something goes wrong with his Lego bill, you could sit there and be like, Oh, you have to move this piece this way. And then that piece this way, and then it'll fit. And most of the time he'll be like, okay. And then his feelings will be off, you know, and they'll come later. Like he can shut himself off if you rationalize it with him. But I don't think that's healthy for him. But I think that's confusing because it looks like it worked, but it didn't.
0: And I guess you can tell when you have a child who continues to exhibit an off track behavior over and over and over again the lunch isn't right. The brother is annoying. The toy broke. They're always upset over over and over and over again, or they're always yelling, or they're always picking on someone, or they're always whining. When you have that repeated behavior, you can tell that those are stuck feelings. Mm -hmm. We're going to take a minute to talk about our new sponsor, Keepsake with a Q, and here's a little bit about them. I never get around to it, but I always want to document
1: these times and all the memories of my kids growing up. And we're both always talking about how we wish we had one of those baby books that were all organized and we have the monthly photos and milestones and like cute things written down that our kids said. And I love that idea and I always intend to do it, but I never find the time for it. More than time, it's the energy to actually make myself do it. But our new episode partner, Keepsake with a Q, makes it so doable. I just signed up and I'm really loving it. I get a text every night with a question to prompt me to write something down.
0: Keepsake with the cue is the easiest way to capture, preserve, and cherish your memories of your kids while they're still young. Because we don't want to forget these moments. Keepsakes will text you questions about your child and your answers will be saved in a journal. You can also save spontaneous messages, photos, and milestones to that same journal. Keepsake with a Q will turn them into a beautiful book with everything nicely in order. Just a click of a button. Oh my gosh, I wish I would have had this when the kids were little. (laughs) With Keepsake with a Q, you can build your baby book as life happens, making sure all the memories are captured and preserved as long as you have your phone at hand. Sign up for Keepsake for free at keepsake.co forward slash peace. Pronounce keepsake, but note it's co, not com. That's keepsake, Q E E P S A K E. So go to keepsake.co forward slash peace and sign up for free. So when you have that repeated behavior or just repeated off track behaviors and those are stuck feelings, then we know okay, if I see an opportunity to allow my child to emote, like the Lego is just a good example. And I say, oh yeah, this is really hard. You're having a hard time with it, I understand. And not fix it and let them emote. Then we can curtail the upcoming behaviors that are so annoying to us.
1: I had a mom just reach out to me. I think her son is four maybe and he has been spitting when he gets frustrated. She said it's mostly when he's like having an upset, he'll spit on her. Yeah. And I went through that with Jonah. And I think the more attention you give the spitting part, the further from the feelings you get.
0: Yeah, that's a really good way to say it.
1: When he would spit on me, it was very triggery, Yeah. But my go-to is silly because it's just easy for me. I would like run away frantically and get a spit cup and like try to hold it up to his mouth and make it a game. And then he would laugh a little bit and then cry a little bit. And it was just kind of like chaos, but I was able to sit through that with him multiple times, like probably for two or three months I got spit on, but I just waited it out and we never really discussed the spitting. It just went away.
0: Yeah. I think that's really brave of you to do that. I know a lot of people couldn't do it, but I think it does work if you can just come with play or say, Oh, I guess somebody needs special time. Who needs Mm -hmm. special time? Little boys who spit need special time. Don't they? Or you could, you know, try to wrestle it away or you can also set the limit and say, I'm sorry, I can't let you spit and see if it pushes them to a, a tantrum. And if it doesn't, then we kind of abandon that altogether. But Esme went through a whole stage where she spit on me too. And when I would correct her and reprimand her and shame her for doing it, it just made it worse.
1: Yeah. And you just want to get the tantrum out and maybe the tantrum is going to come with spitting, but that doesn't mean they're going to go up to their teacher and spit on them. You know, I think that's where our brain goes is like, I have to teach this kid not to act like that because you can't act like that in society.
0: Yeah. But I do believe that kids know that. They do. They know that we're safe and home is safe and that that's why those behaviors are exhibited in their home. And they're probably not exhibited at school or or with their friends or with other adults because those places aren't safe. And so when we're safe, we try to go for the, you know, the tantrum because that emotion is telling us there's stuck feelings. Yeah. And you were just talking to me about the tricycle,
1: like if something goes wrong with your bike or with a toy they playing with if you just explain like this is why that happened and this is how we fix it like that's a good life lesson maybe you know like now they know how to get from a to b but as far as emotional intelligence goes where did you take them like you showed them don't get upset about it, deal with it and fix it. And then where you have all these little fixers in the world and nobody's able to deal with big emotions that come up.
0: Well, yeah, that's it. Or you're telling them like, I, I, you shouldn't have your emotions around this. I'm scared of your feelings because they're too much for me. And you should be scared of your feelings because they're probably too much for you. So if we just fix everything, then nobody has to have feelings. And then when they end up do having feelings, then it's a really big deal and it does affect them greatly. So if you have a kid who has a behavior that's happening over and over and over again, you have to clue into yourself and say, ah, this is telling me something. This is telling me I need to find connection for this child. What can I do to get connected so that they can think better and not focus on the behavior so much? Yeah. The behavior is like the smallest part of all of it, really. And just not reasoning it away and not explaining it away and not distracting it away. With toddlers, it's very easy to distract. (laughs) and babies too i remember when the kids were really little i'd be like oh look at the pretty birdie, you know <gasps> you know and it's like you know what actually they don't need to look at the pretty birdie right now they can't be upset they can't cry they can whine and you can just say oh i'm right here i'm right here I, I hear you i see you i'm not gonna leave you when you're upset i know you're having a hard time i'm right here mommy gets it anything else Gemma? Just trying to be
1: as hard as it is, being the bigger person and like actually being the adult and being able to withstand behavior is thrown at you.
0: That's so not fun. I know. <laughs> what about my behaviors and my feelings, Gemma? That's what we have friends and
1: husbands <laughs> and other people to take ours out on. You <laughs> don't
0: have a tantrum. I'm here. Have Thank you. Thank you, Gemma. Just hearing you say that made me feel better. Good. <laughs> you know it's like I wonder how our kids feel they must feel so much better when we just say I'm here that's all they
1: need I don't know if you can hear it but Jonah's downstairs screaming right now so
0: I can't hear it background noise. <laughs> Boy. okay well we'll wrap it up
1: don't forget yeah. to check out our Patreon Instagram private Facebook group
0: Michelle's TikTok on September 8th I have a little tiny mini video course that's coming out so be on the lookout for that and we'll help you with actually just what we're talking about how to have empathy during these times Perfect. Okay. Thanks, Michelle. We'll be back next week. All right. Thanks, Gemma.